Welcome to the Practice Impossible Podcast, where your host, Jude Pierre, MD, also known as Coach JPMD, discusses medical practice topics that will guide you through the maze that is the business of medicine and teach you how to increase profits and help populations live long. Your mission, should you choose to accept, is to listen and be transformed. Now, here's your host, Coach JPMD. Hello. Thank you for listening to my podcast, Practice Impossible. And today, we have the pleasure of speaking to Elena, who happens to be my massage therapist. And uh, we'll be discussing and having conversation about massage therapy and self-care and how uh, it's important for us as physicians to really care for ourselves. And I'm a firm believer now, after going through some traumas in life and, and just life experiences, um, that has led me to, to truly believe that in order to take care of our population, we really need to take care of ourselves. And uh, as an athlete, as a former athlete, and uh, currently playing soccer again, it's been really important for me to recover from uh, sports injuries and and uh, just just uh, being active. Um, uh, I'm not I'm no longer 20 years old anymore, and sometimes things ache. And I find that uh, massage therapy has really helped me in transforming the way I've been living my life. And I'm so happy to have a conversation with Elena. So here we go. We're here with Elena Vans Evers. Or Evers. <laughs> you know what? I always mess that up. Is it Van Evers or Vans? Help me out here. Try to spell that when you're booking anything on the phone. I always prepare somebody. It's Vans like the shoes and then Evers. Well, welcome, Elena. I'm just going to say Elena. Thank <laughs> you. So we're so excited to have you on the podcast today and uh, talking about massage, massage therapy. And uh, as a licensed massage therapist, uh, I'll let you introduce yourself and, and tell us who you are and uh, uh, what made you go into massage. And, and we can uh, delve a little bit deeper into as to how you think uh, physicians should be getting massages regularly. Oh, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm very honored to be a part of your podcast. Um, I started massage therapy training 14 years ago, and I think what introduced me to it originally was I started working at a chiropractor's office when I was 18, and I never knew what vitamins were. Well, you know, my mom probably tried to make me chew the real awful ones, you know, the Flipstone ones when I was little, but <laughs> just really learned about um through that experience really learned about how people started feeling better naturally. I was seeing with my own eyes, you know, people walking into the office to get a massage or adjustment or whatever, and they felt so much better. And that really interested me. So I went to school and became a massage therapist. Uh, when did you, when did you actually become a massage therapist? In 2007. 2007. Okay. And uh, at that time, did you have family and um, was it a business that you started or how did, uh, you know, what was, what was going on in your life around that time? Um, I probably, yeah, I mean, my whole family lives here in Florida, luckily. Okay. So they were my guinea pigs happily for the time that I went through school. And then I actually came out and started working at a spa and that's where I started. Mm -hmm. um, and then I just went from different locations really trying to find myself as a therapist and what I wanted. And while the spa atmosphere is nice, it's not, it never clicked right with me. So I started working in gyms and acupuncture offices and really gravitated towards 
a wellness lifestyle versus a luxury or, you know, something you do to pamper yourself. I knew that my work was more than that. And so you, you talked, you mentioned wellness lifestyle. Uh, what do you mean by that? Uh, uh, you see this as part of a wellness program or how do you see massage fit into wellness? I see massage fitting into wellness as something that is a necessity, right? Of course, I'm going to be a little biased, uh, but it, it helps with being aware of your body. You know, I, every day someone gets on the table, Oh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. Maybe just a little tight in that lower back. And then I start massaging their traps and their hamstrings and they really start to notice, Oh, wow, I really am tight. I really am, you know, limited on range of motion and stuff and just bringing awareness to their body and creating more of a appeal, hopefully to being a part, a puzzle, a puzzle piece of someone's wellness program. And so what part, what part do you find most exciting about massage? I mean, uh, I know there's different modalities. There's a Swedish massage, there's deep tissue. And I know that, you know, <laughs> I've done some sports massages with you and, and uh, it's been pretty painful. But what, what do you find as being the most uh, beneficial in, in, in terms of um, body work? You know, this is a very uh, controversial topic amongst massage therapists because uh, some people actually say that going very light, that you don't have to go deep is beneficial. And then some people, oh, no, you got to go deep. You got to get in there. Personally, I, I love deep tissue. Uh, my sessions aren't just a deep tissue. It's a mix of who I am and what I've been practicing as a massage therapist for, you know, over a decade, which is I add a little bit of Thai massage, stretching because I'm a yoga teacher. Uh, mm -hmm. So there's deep tissue with a combination of different modalities. So probably more on the deeper end, but also stretching and opening. Yeah. And so I know that I've, you know, it took me a while to get to the point where actually uh, I could feel comfortable saying that I go to a massage therapist because, you know, I find that there's a stigma uh, behind massage and, and uh, how do you deal with that stigma of um, uh, the unprofessional places that, you know, people speak about and uh, how do you deal with that? And how do you, how do you market yourself uh, in a different, different way um, to attract people that are actually looking to, to have this be part of their self-care and wellness program? You know, educating people one by one, uh, yeah, of course, every time I meet somebody, they're like, oh, you're a massage therapist. You know, I always get the happy ending joke. And so it's just, you know, I used to get really mad about it. And uh, yeah. now I'm just like, well, you just need to be educated that you're actually insulting my profession. <laughs> yeah. um, but I also think that today, uh, a lot of people, they want to be healthy. And massage therapy is really growing out of that stigma and really coming into something where it's not a luxury or, you know, uh, the places off of Kennedy, so to speak. I think more and more people through being educated are learning that there's more to massage than just, you know, feeling good. There's a lot of benefits yeah. to it. Yeah. And I, and I know the benefits myself. I think one of the things that I have gone through in the past seven, eight years is, is just learning self-care. And I think physicians in general, 
um, tend to put themselves second or third in, in line and in, in caring yes. for themselves. And I know I, um, I actually started getting regular haircuts a couple of years ago. I used to get a haircut whenever I wanted to, whenever I felt I needed to. And, it, you know, now I get a haircut every two weeks, which I never did before. And I think it's the same thing with massage. Uh, I think I, I see you almost every, every month and I try to because mm -hmm. I'm still playing sports and I'm still trying to stay active in soccer and, and I get injured. But I find that when I go to massage therapy, then, then I feel better. So do you have any athletes that you treat or do you, do you treat physicians or how, how do you, what are your client base? What is your client base? Oh man, my client base is an array of people for sure. I do treat professional athletes, uh, mace, uh, mainly baseball players. Uh, they're a really interesting lot of people. They uh, really are in tune with themselves. They really know where their aches and pains are. They know where I can focus and, and kind of gear this, the massage session. Um, I do have doctors and, you know, stay-at-home moms and parents and everything in between. I, I definitely mm -hmm. see a variety of individuals. <laughs> so tell me about your doctor clients. Obviously, we're going to maintain confidentiality. and But what Correct. do you find as the the pitfalls that doctors have or the things that, that doctors are struggling with in terms of uh, taking care of themselves? Oh, how much time do we have? <laughs> uh, however much time you need. How's that? <laughs> Um, you know, what I find the most with uh, my clients who are in doctors are they are wound up. I have one doctor who flies in here, like he's like flying into the ER. Um, you know, it's almost like they can't bring it down a level. And, uh, you know, for the first 20 minutes of the massage, they're normally like, you know, asking me questions, sometimes answering their own questions. <laughs> It's hard to kind of bring bring them down, you know, and and get that nervous res that nervous response out of that that flight system, right? And get them to mm -hmm. actually relax and and to ground them a little bit, which is you know a little difficult, but it's easy to do once you once someone gets comfortable with me. Um, it's easy to kind of bring them down a little bit and just just to get them to relax, and that way I can get into the massage and get in. It's not uncomfortable, but that's probably the biggest thing that I see with doctors. And, and, I, and I think we both know that massage does help with reducing stress and anxiety, uh, yes. reducing pain, improving circulation. So, you know, I did some research on, on it. And, uh, you know, why is it that physicians don't go to this modality more? Why do you think that is? And, you know, we, we, we have high-performing athletes who – go to massage therapy regularly. They have their own personal trainers. They have their, yeah. their own uh, set of, uh, of, of crew that actually help them perform at a highest level. Um, why do you think that is? I, this is great. We can talk about Tom Brady, right? I mean, everybody, the entire football world is fixated on what this 43-year-old can accomplish. Um, seven Super Bowls? I'm not a huge, I'm a huge football fan, but something that really stuck out to me during this process is he gave so much credit to the guy, Alex, who just takes care of his body. He accredits a lot of his longevity and his career 
to the person who I mean, it's a, pe- a part of the the puzzle, right? Is you know, massage and nutrition and working out. But he he gives a lot of um, admiration towards the person uh, Alex who takes care of his body and the, he's mm-hmm. mas- getting massages every week. And you know, I I think I said this before. I think doctors are like high performing athletes, and I wish that they would treat their bodies a little bit more like it. <laughs> Not even just yeah, for it, massage, but, you know, all the other parts that go with it. And I think if they're not healthy themselves, I think it's uh, this is one of my one of my missions. And, and that's why, you know, you're here to, to help bring awareness to how we can take care of our bodies better in order to serve mm-hmm. our patients better. I think uh, that's something that I've I've noticed that I, I'm able to play soccer at a at a not so high level, but at a level where I can play once or twice a week and still be able to come to work the next day. Uh, I, I remember when I first started uh, playing soccer again a couple of years ago, my staff, my, my team members would, would know when I played because I'd be limping the next day. But uh, since doing some of the things that you've, you've suggested foam from foam rollers to stretching exercises and uh, yeah. you know, massage therapy, it's definitely helped. And I, I certainly see a huge difference. Uh, so it's a great preventative. If, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great it's a great way to prevent that injury, you know, because like I said in earlier, you become more aware of your body. So when and if you keep your body on the looser end, you feel when that hamstring starts to get a little tight. You feel when that bicep feels a little just a little tense, you know, you feel those pecs and you start to feel things you're like, "Oh, well, it's time to go in for that massage and make sure we keep everything loose. And yeah. Yeah. So, so we touched on massage. We talked to touch on self-care. Uh, tell me about cupping. Cause I, I did some research on cupping and, and did some, <laughs> uh, and I know that you, you, you're a big fan of it, of cupping. And uh, I sometimes don't like to, to get it done because I look like I a know. cyborg afterwards, but <laughs> But uh, tell tell me how that helps in um, in self care and uh, what what you feel are the benefits of that. Cupping is a great myofascial release, in my opinion. A lot, you know, there isn't a lot of studies on it because I think that you know the science world probably wants to study other stuff, um, but. It most definitely is a myofascial release. I always tell my clients, think of each cup as a concentrated stretch and you're, you know, pulling up that, that fascia and creating that stretch. And then when the cups come off, you know, the fascia starts to unwind and really start to release, uh, toxins so, so- and increase blood flow as well. Sure. So maybe we, we went a little deeper than, than oh. some of our audience might even understand, but can you describe what cupping is? So there's different forms of cupping. The one that I do, because I actually incorporate it in most of my sessions, um, and I only have an hour or 90 minutes or, you know, I don't have a lot of time. So uh, the form that I use is the plastic cups. And, you know, I create, I put the cup onto the back and create the suction with a, a hand suction cup and it creates like this pulling into the cup. Now you have fire cupping, which is the same thing, but they use heat in the fire to create the suction. Mm-hmm. And those are normally done with glass cups. Okay. And, and is that something that's originated in the far East or where, yeah, I mean, where did that originate? 
that is from China. I mean, they have been do- let. I mean, massage is a five thousand year old modality, and along the way, you know, the Egyptians created the reflexology, and it keeps evolving. Cupping and what you hear these days are uh, skin scraping, and mm-hmm. those are all from modalities from China. Okay. So Eastern medicine. Can I say that? <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. We can say whatever we want here. <laughs> so, uh, Elena, as we, we've talked about several different topics, what do you think are, let's say, three things that you feel that physicians can do to help populations live long? I feel like physicians can start by working on themselves learning for themselves how beneficial it is to get a regular massage, to actually take the time out for yourself, to come in, get the massage. You kind of fill your cup back up, you know? And I kind of Mm -hmm. feel like a lot of people run with their cup on empty. And for physicians, in my opinion, to better themselves will only better their careers and create more longevity instead of more burnout. Amen the second <laughs> the second thing is, you know, taking time every day even if you can't come in for that massage create a, a gym bag per se, or a backpack that you probably bring into work with you anyways, with your computer and notes and whatnot, you know, within that bag, put some tools in there. So bring a lacrosse ball, bring a short foam roller that, you know, people travel with. And in between breaks, if you're feeling, you know, tense and tight, you can just throw the foam roller on a yoga mat in the break room um, and use that do some self-care that way, you know, 15 minutes mm. a day would probably be just enough. The it's third, interesting and you th- say that because, oh, okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. To yeah. but it's interesting you say that because I'm look, looking at my room right now and I have a foam roller standing up and a yoga mat on the ground. And every time I feel a tweak in my back, <clears throat> I'm finding myself getting to the foam roller and I know that it helps. I played soccer last week and I, I kind of pull my hamstring in the middle of the game. And I stopped playing and they were like, no, no, what are you doing? You, you're leaving the game early. I said, like, well, you know what? I feel something in my leg. I went home, did the stretch, and now my leg feels better. So I totally hear what you're saying there. Sorry to interrupt. No, I, I'm glad to hear that. If I can give anything to this, this podcast is just if you can't make it to the massage as often as you would like, which I hope that you can – at least give yourself that chance to create a good, new, healthy habit. Put the tools in your bag, you know, have it with you, you know, roll out on the foam roller, use the tennis ball, manipulate your soft tissue. I mean, we all, you know, do. And then the third thing is stretching, getting down, closing your eyes. There's so much research on breathing and there's endless research on just breath and breath is free. <laughs> uh, and I see that a lot with doctors. They are very short breathers. And being a yoga teacher for over 10 years, 
it, I'm teaching people how to breathe all over again and creating that breath, um, bringing that, you know, extra oxygen into the blood relaxes your shoulders. It brings you down. Um, sorry. It, you know, brings, it brings everything down. It calms you down. So this is something that is again, to put in your tool bag. You can go get a massage. You can have self-care tools that you just throw in your backpack with you. And when you really need a little downtime, just sit in an office chair if you have to. Close your eyes and take, you know, 10 deep breaths. It changes everything. That's wonderful. Wonderful advice. Uh, You know, Elena, this has been a great, great discussion, great conversation. Um, I, I, I... I know that this will be helpful to many physicians out there. And um, how can people find you? How can we uh, find you if they want to get a massage from you in Tampa? You can visit my website, urbanzenbodywork.com. Honestly, the best way to reach me is through my cell phone. That's the direct line. And I like people to have the direct line to me. I like to create those relationships and that, you know, accountability. And I like to be able to reach out to you after your massage and, and say, Hey, how are you feeling? You know, you need me to send you some stretches or a five minute yoga video. So that's really the best, the best way. And my phone number is my cell phone on my website. So that's a great way to reach out to me or email as well. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Alina. So, so happy to have you on the podcast. Thank you so uh, much for having me. I'm very passionate about massage, very passionate about helping people. And that's something that I think I have in common with physicians is we both like to help people and we have to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves so that we can continue to do that. Thank you again. Thank you. What a terrific conversation with Elena. Uh, she's been uh, a wonderful help in my uh, journey in transforming the way I take care of myself. And I hope that uh, this will be an inspiration to you to uh, perform some of the self-care tips that she recommended. Also, don't forget to visit www.practiceimpossible.com for additional resources and show notes. And uh, don't forget to subscribe and uh, look out for some new episodes coming soon.